0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And I try to bring a little something different. Every time I say the intro... (laughs) (laughs) i try to like emphasize
3: different words you know you've been saying that intro for a long time i think it is this podcast's four-year anniversary
2: i can't even believe that's true
3: i mean i wasn't here for a year of it so it doesn't feel quite as long to like i'm like that doesn't feel like four years but i wasn't here for the first year so but yeah it's this podcast is four years old amazing isn't that crazy It is amazing. And we've done it
2: every week.
3: Yeah, we've done
2: it. Since you you and I have been doing it, we've done it every single week.
3: Well, that's because I'm a... (laughs) You know what I have. I won't (laughs) stop. Can't stop, won't stop. The (laughs) listeners need an episode. Mush. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question. Yeah, go.
2: How are you doing with any New Year's resolutions or intentions you may have set?
3: I have... I'm still, I'm still sober completely. I'm off weed. I'm having like a weed reset. Um, I've done dry January. I only have bought one. I bought two things for myself in the whole month, which is a big deal for me. I bought a lipstick and I bought a t-shirt. And um, I've done yoga every day this month, except one day. And I've meditated every single day of the month. You're doing amazingly. Yeah. Well, I'm an animal. <laughs> no, I just am trying to feel better. It's not really that. It's that I'm trying. It's that I'm trying to feel better. How are you doing? What's your? How's your intentions? Go? You were sick though, so you can't count it. You need to reset.
2: I was sick. Like a lot of my intention that I am resetting. A lot of my intentions were around eating better and cooking better, exercising, and then I got the flu and I couldn't lift a
3: finger for days and days upon days. Yeah. No. 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 You get. You get. A, you get a reset. You get a reset. Thank Feb, you. Feb one is where you begin. i like that that sounds good i mean it is bullshit though i mean it's like putting pressure on ourselves at this the bleakest month of the year the longest month of the year like it's i mean it's technically the longest but you know feels like it yeah it is just so stupid and i've seen a lot of like instagram placards that are like the real new year begins on the the spring equinox like that's when growth and you know new life begin and this is arbitrary and I, i believe that
2: I mean, for me, the new year will always begin in the fall. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Because of school. Like, that's when everything feels fresh and new. That's when you go from your, like, kind of, like, you know,
3: lackadaisical summer
2: stance.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, L.A. has destroyed fall for me. Like, it destroyed every sort of sense of, of what, you know, a fresh start is. But I think that if I had to track... I think I've gotten the majority of both my new jobs for the most part, both my new jobs and my like deals, like project deals in March, in the spring, Hmm. that's when things always start going for me. I don't know why
2: it's interesting. And it's
3: a bad time for things to start going because then you're in a new thing in the summer. And then, so it's just like all these wasted summers. And I've been so maudlin about this recently. I think I told you like, how many more summers will I have left? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, it gets that way. As you once so wisely said, being in your 50s is looking at your neck and thinking it looks like a scrotum and or being in your 40s and being in your 50s is like going, wait, I don't want to die yet.
3: Yeah, that's it. That's the, that's the whole thing. No, but, you know, my sister was saying the same thing. Like she went sledding with her kids. I know that you guys are having like snowpocalypse over there. Um, She went sledding with her kids and she was like, it was a miserable experience. Like somebody's like, <laughs> somebody's mitten fell off. Somebody, you know, it was just, and then she was like, I need to be grateful. I need to be grateful. Like how many of these will I ever have? You know, like, well, are there 10 in these children's childhood? Like, is there yeah. 10 sledding days? I don't know. So
2: yeah it's hard to actually think that way though, and yeah. to fully inhabit the gratitude and happiness you should be feeling for a moment
3: in the moment that's like the challenge that's the big challenge It's totally the big challenge it's totally the big challenge. How is your week besides um, besides uh, slipping on your your intentions? <laughs> <laughs> it's been good because I feel better, which is very nice, but
2: I had a funny interaction with a young person the other day in a store. Tell me. <laughs> I was, I was, um, it was one of the many illegal weed stores that have popped up in New York City. I love them all. Continuously, And (laughs) the reason I prefer, and this is bad because they're illegal and really it needs to be regulated and New York really fucked it up. Yeah. But the illegal weed stores, weed stores still sell stuff from California. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And the New York weed stores have lower dosage maximums. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So you can actually, you can actually get, if you're like a serious stoner like me, you can actually get better weed at the weed store. Okay. The illegal weed store. Okay. okay. But you have to be very careful. I should say you should be very careful because I've also read that they've found fentanyl in some of the loose weed at these stores. So
3: Jesus. Yeah. You no, know, I, I, I
2: can't, I can't endorse them. Okay. I only buy things that are prepackaged there. I've all talked right. about this too much already. I anyway, know you haven't.
3: No, I'm, you haven't. You're fine. You're fine.
2: <laughs> I'm. They have a cash machine because they're they're all cash. Yes. And I'm getting cash out of the machine, and I'm kind of screwing it up because I'm talking to the young guy behind the counter while we're doing it, and somehow we get on the topic of computers, and I said, you know he said something about, I said something about being in college and computers. And I was like, you know, I didn't even use a, a computer until the summer internship I had after my senior year in college. Right. And, right. And he was like, so what'd you use? And I was like, we all had electric typewriters. And processor. Like, he was like, no, but before that electric oh. typewriters. And he was like, wasn't that loud in class? <laughs>
3: The, the little case. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's incredible. Oh yeah, they don't. They don't know shit. They don't know they shit. They really don't know anything. I remember the word processor. There was nothing more satisfying than when you pressed print, and it was just like it all just came out. It started printing. Everything you've done. And it was usually for me at like five a.m. because I'd been up all night because I'd waited until the last minute, and I've you know. It, a pattern that I'm watching continue in my child. Uh, like, <laughs> a lot is coming up this week. It was a lot of uh, my friends who are moms of teens are just like, you're only as happy as your saddest child. That like, oh. that like old chestnuts coming up a lot. <laughs> like,
2: you know what though? My mother actually disagrees with
3: that. Really? Yeah. Well, I, only have, I only have one kid. So I mean, maybe if I had one that was happy and one that was sad, I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs>
2: I think that my mother, after watching like me go through a lot of very dark times, yeah, you know that she couldn't control, yeah. kind of reached this like this state of de- not detachment is the wrong word, but like she she kind of saw that you have to be happier than your unhappiest child. If right. your unhappiest child is unhappy a lot of the fucking time.
3: Right. Well, and you have to have a sense of equanimity because you can't be bouncing off it. You have to, Mm -hmm. you have to be tougher. Like you not tough, but you need to, you need to be a thing they can bounce off. You can't be in it with them. Like is what I'm learning. But yeah, my kids, my kids are not sleeping well, you know, it's still with the, the, the hateful self-talk. So I've been sneakily, and this is the worst thing I've ever done parenting wise. It's so stupid. It's not going to work. I've been listening to the the four agreements on audiobook while they're in the car. And the first one is, like, be impeccable with your word to yourself. And, like, every time they get in the car, they're like, turn this off. What are you doing? Like, it's not working at all. <laughs> but I'm trying... I'm trying to play like ambient self-help in the house because they won't listen to me. So I'm, if I could put it in like a speaker, if I could like, so I just want them to hear positive messages and I want them to hear like, this is the way you should be. Don't be like this. you know? And it's impossible. It's impossible.
2: Can I just say you are creating stories for Charlotte right now? <laughs> I know. My mother <laughs> like pumped self-help messages through the air in our home because she didn't think
3: I was listening to her my god let me tell you something I have created I've I've written the memoir for them basically (laughs) (laughs) between me and Alex it's like the worst but yeah um the four agreements which is by the way read by also fun fact or not read by the guy who reads all of the national geographic like ocean videos. And I know this because Charlotte plays them a lot for marine science. So it's the same narrator. So it's just like, it's mm-hmm. all it's just all like a, a mishmash of like, what is even happening? Like, are we alive? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my so that's, God. that's what's happening over here. But yeah, well, person who is teenage and not sleeping is just deranged.
2: Yeah. No, I can't imagine. It sounds like punishment.
3: Yeah, it it is. It is punishment. It's like, it's like when you're, it's like when you're, when you, I don't know if you're, when, when a parent says to a kid, I hope you get one just like you. And I did. And I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just like you though, just
2: like you has got to be better than really nothing like you.
3: Yeah. I mean, of course you only see the bad though. You're like, Oh my God, that's gonna be such a struggle for you. Like your time management is shit. Your rebellious streak is really is not serving any part mm-hmm. of you, you know, like your your like your defiance in the face of the authority, like all the shit I had, you know, all the all the bullshit. I mean and I'm sure good things too that I'm just having a hard time seeing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But that's just that that's the parenting report for the week. Hi other parents, how you doing? <laughs> 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 um what else what else is going on
2: Well I was thinking I mean this dates us a little because we're doing this episode in advance further in advance than we usually do because our wonderful editor Natalie is going out of town Yes But um Pitchfork the very um influential music magazine was um folded into GQ this week Subsumed
3: yes yes
2: Anna Wintour addressed the staff to tell them that most of them were losing their jobs
3: with her sunglasses on. I don't think that she ever takes her sunglasses off. I don't think, I think that that is a new thing. I I mean, and look, wait, wait, wait. I know that she never took her sunglasses. Like, wait, let me back up. I reported out like her, basically her first job in New York was Viva magazine. And the thing that people just said to me over and over again, the thing her 80 year old co-workers all remembered was, yeah, she would wear sunglasses in the office. Yeah, we went to a dark bar. She would wear sunglasses and peel off the wrappers of sugar cubes and not talk to anybody. (laughs) So now it's just like, no, I mean, if, if it's, if it was like a habit you had in your twenties and now like you're in your late seventies, I'm sure it's just like, I mean, I'm basically wearing sunglasses. You know what I mean? Like I get it. I, I am a little surprised at your stance on this. I, I don't, I think there's another, I think there's another conversation to be had. And the conversation to be had is whether or not Anna Wintour who clearly has like many let's say many talents but management is not one of them whether or not she should be the one addressing a staff about something very important and significant that impacts their livelihood and their lives like i think that's the larger question i think this is just a person with a lot of eccentricities and who's never going to fucking change so it's like the, the company it's the, the company at this point. It's systemic. Like somebody should fucking have been like, yeah, don't have her deliver the news with, yeah. her, with her sunglasses on. I know, but she's reached like
2: the level of like celebrity where she is probably surrounded by not a lot of people who speak truth to her.
3: Yeah, I know. But there's a, there's a leader of that company that's not her. There's an owner of that company. There's an True. HR department. There's a lot of infrastructure around her. This is, she doesn't own that company. No, I mean, the company,
2: the company does not handle these things very well. Linda Wells, when Linda Wells was fired as the editor of Allure, they sent her down to HR to meet with someone she'd never met before.
3: Yeah, no. I mean, like somebody has somebody has to be like, hey, how about we have a different person explain this situation that so it doesn't look like the fucking Hunger Games over here? Because like that's what she looks like at this point. She looks like somebody out of the Hunger Games like, okay, no, this is let's eat cake. It's horrible. Yes. No. May the odds ever be in
2: your favor. That's as it. We, yes. But even the line, <laughs> the line in the um in the press release was like, "Some people will be leaving their jobs today," and it was just written in this like British private school way that just sounded like, you know, "We will be sweeping the kitchen at noon."
3: I'm sorry. I And I, this is not, this is not to be ageist in any way, because I think that people of all ages, if they want to keep working, there are roles for you to keep working in. There are lots of things we can do and a lot of impact we can have, you know, up until we die. But if you've never been a person who knows how to talk to people, and especially as you get older and the whole world has changed around you and you haven't adapted or changed at all. No. Why? Are you in this position? No, why? I mean, I
2: think there have, I can look at Vogue and especially at Vogue's website and see that there's a kind of content they never would have had in the magazine. Yes, yes. And probably still wouldn't have in the magazine. I think that's just shrewd.
3: Yes, But, yes. you know, in other ways, yeah, you're absolutely right. Also, it's just like bow out, man. Be an advisor. Why do people, that's the other thing. Why do, I don't understand the, the, the ego in this, of needing to be in such a high profile position at that age. Like, yep, I don't get it. I know what it's like to be in a high profile position. Like not that high. I don't know what it's like to be in that kind of, I don't know what it's like to be a celebrity. She's a straight up celebrity, but like, I understand that the level of stress that comes with a position like that, especially to do it well, yep. I don't understand the ego involved. And like, you know, also I'd say it, Joe Biden. <laughs>
2: like, Oh, it's such a drag.
3: It's, it's such a drag. It's like almost impossible to talk about drag. And um, I, I saw today, like one of the top trends, digital trends, I read this digital trends report that somebody put out, like the top, what do users want on, you know, across social media and on the internet? And it's like, they want comfort. And like, I'm assuming that also translates to our podcast. So I don't want to like, get into uh-huh. that. Like, like, sorry.
2: <laughs> no, I think we provide comfort. Yes. Some of the time. I think we, I think, I mean, listening to our reviews, that's, that's, you know, we get a bit of that vibe.
3: Yeah. I, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. We have to, um, we, uh, yeah, it's fine. We're fine. (laughs) We're fine. (laughs) I, 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 (laughs) I just drifted for a second. I didn't take my ADHD meds today. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Um, I was just thinking for a second that I have to get headshots done. I need to get pictures
2: taken too. And my brother's a photographer and he takes very flattering portraits. I just don't think I want to take a picture of how I look.
3: I don't either. I, first off, I hate, I think headshots are the corniest, cheesiest thing. I worked, I worked with somebody on a project who like was not, was not very talented, who was not, didn't bring much to the table but like had the best headshots, just like mm-hmm. fucking headshots every everywhere, just like nothing else going on but the headshots. I am like fairly talented at what I do, like across the board, and I hate that aspect of it. I'm just like, oh please, but yeah. I, but I have to like, because the, the the alternative is. Potentially, there are going to be stories about, like, my upcoming projects. And the alternative is these horrible, like, selfies that I keep trying to, like, pawn off as, mm-hmm. like, headshots. And, like, you at so- a certain point, you have to take yourself seriously, and you just have to do the thing you don't want to do. Yep, it's true. And a headshot is pretty low stakes. It's pretty low stakes, but it, it does feel it feels uncomfortable it's like it's weird because what joan was saying like people seeing something and it's intimate it's an intimate experience you know it's people seeing something in you like you know the the person who's taking a portrait or you painting a portrait of you seeing something in you that like you don't see in yourself i don't love to be seen you know Yep. i was very surprised when Stiff came out like how much like video i had to do i was like this is a talking medium <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 oh man Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
0: Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy.
3: Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft.
0: Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And we're back.
3: Are you watching anything? Have you watched anything this week? Um, no.
2: no, no, I really haven't. I, um... I told you before I watched The Squid and the Whale recently, rewatched it.
3: Yes, yes. And
2: really liked it. I mean, it takes place in Park Slope, which is like I live, you know, Park Slope adjacent totally. And in the 80s and it's just
3: it it, it it's a it's a really good kind of harsh movie. Yeah, no. He's good. He's really good. He's really good. I yeah. mean, all his all, most of his movies are good. Really. Noah Bomb ba- Noah Bomback is who we're talking about. Yeah, I've been watching The Curse or I finished watching The Curse. Um, I know
2: and I don't know whether to watch it because you said I will be glad I watched it but I will not enjoy watching it.
3: Well, um, my frag- my pregnant my pregnant friend Mary was like I started watching it and I was like nope, I'm pregnant and I can not <laughs> I just need soft British television right now. Um so you know you know what this is. So it's it's uh, Nathan Fielder and one of the Safti brothers and Emma Stone is in it and I'm totally here for the Emma Stone renaissance. I forgot how she's so good. She's just, she's really, really, really good and not for anything, but she hasn't done too much to her face, like some of her contemporaries. So like, she has like a real face that's like super dynamic and shows everything. And she's good at using it. And this is an amazing, brilliant show. It is. I did not find it pleasant to watch. But I recognized every second I was watching it. Wow, this is incredible! And then Mm -hmm. the ending, which I'm not going to even give anything on, the last episode, the finale, is so incredible and fucking mind blowing and weird. I've just not seen anything like it. And when that, whenever that happens, I'm like, oh, the art is working, you know? Yep, yep. So now I want to see poor things. I want to. Now I really want to see all the Emma Stone things.
2: Yeah, remember The Favourite? She was so good in The Favourite. Yes.
3: Yes. She's been so good in everything, but then she made that stupid movie, that Hawaii movie where she played a person of color and she should not have played a person of color and that was a stupid career move. It's a drag when somebody likable does something unlikable. Like I I'm not over Drew Barrymore's whole thing. Oh, yeah, with the I know, I know and she's been on a massive charm offensive. No. I'm not over Drew Barrymore's whole thing either. But I do wonder how much pressure she was getting, like what it was like, like if they were like pressuring her, like, we're going to cancel this show if you don't come back. Right. You know, I don't. Uh, but yeah, that was a, that was a really dumb thing. I'm not over Scarlett Johansson, Tom Waits album. Like I'm way not over that. <laughs> like, I'm like, who do you yeah. think you are? Like, I can't. No, no, that was That's not funny. I forgot about that. Well, I'll never forget. Hashtag like never, never. <laughs> Okay, wait. So have you seen, did you see on my Instagram my favorite thing that I found this week? It's, uh, it's, it's incredible. Did you see the, 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 stuffed, the stuffed giant stuffed bear?
2: No, I didn't see the giant stuffed
3: bear. Okay. There is something called the Loving Bear Puffy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read a description to you. It's a plush figure in the shape and size of a male human body, but with the head of a half-asleep bear. What makes Puffy unique and different from all other stuffed toys is his human body shape. Puffy replaces the need for the physical presence of a person in various moments and situations of everyday life, especially during long, lonely nights. Okay. So there's this giant human man shaped stuffed animal. His eyes are, he's a half asleep bear. Okay. And then the ads for this are all what I think are supposed to be single ladies in bed, snuggling up with this giant stuffed animal. And I just keep and the way that these are like propped, these shots are propped, it's like a lady in her bed. And her bed has lots of candles around it. And she's snuggling up no. with this. Yes, 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 yes. But also her bed has gourds next to it. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, have you met a single woman? I think this is like a stuffed animal for partner no partnerless ladies. I died. There's like one where like the lady has put a t-shirt on stuffy? I know. Yes. Grown middle-aged women hugging a giant, giant man-sized stuffed bear. Like Alex was like, that looks kind of like me. Like, That's hilarious. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's like basically they're like, no, ladies don't want a sex doll. They want this.
2: So they good. want the love doll. They, they want, want the huggy doll. Yeah,
3: this the snuggle, the snuggle bear.
2: Well, you know, I'm a pillow hugger when I sleep. Okay, okay. Like I've got to hug a pillow.
3: Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Sleep on
2: my side, hug a pillow. And so this idea does not sound entirely unappealing to me. (laughs) Like if there was room for one of these snuggly stuffed animals in the bed with me and Paul, I might
3: hug that. No, <laughs> you know, you can get, there is like a a long, a long, it's like two pillows put together. It's a long, it's, it's for people who are pregnant. Cause you can't get comfortable when you're pregnant. Yeah. It's called the snoogle or something. Mm-hmm. And like, it just takes up the whole bed. Like you really can't have a, unless you have like a giant bed, you really can't have a partner and the snoogle as I, as I learned, but you would never get a bear. It's like the closest to a threesome. I would probably come. <laughs> The snuggly bear and
2: my husband. (laughs) Oh my god! On a snowy night, and
3: he's got he's got like a weird he's got like a creep face. He's got like a no. It's (laughs) really
2: creepy. It's super creepy, and it also makes me think. You know, that I saw a documentary once about these ultra realistic sex dolls. Oh yeah, they're like thousands of dollars. Yes, yeah, they're thousands of dollars. They're very heavy. Yeah, like a real woman would be heavy. And they somehow figured out with the material they used, like a guy, one of the guys who made them, mm-hmm. who was a little less freaky than all the other guys in the documentary, because he just worked on them. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to lie. One night I I tried one. He's like, he's like, it fucks you back.
3: Oh, come on. Uh, 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 I know. Uh, I
2: know. We may delete that. We no, may have to delete no, that. No,
3: I mean, it's no, we got to keep it in. Keep it in. Um. It's a- <laughs> No, but um, there was a whole show about like I. This is a show that I can't. I don't know. Did I hallucinate this show? Ray Romano is is some is married to a sex doll. I feel like feel like this really happened. That he's like his wife died and he replaced her with a sex doll.
2: That might be also. That wasn't there a Ryan Gosling movie where he has like a sex doll as a girlfriend?
3: Yes, is that? But that's not the movie that um it's yeah. ray romano with the, the the sex but it's doll. not the movie where joaquin phoenix is in love with a, a computer like basically a siri <laughs> a siri voice <laughs> they just like the men think we want to replace them but you know the evidence indicates otherwise <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh um I'm just trying hair shampoos. I'm, I'm not that there's any other kind of shampoo. I'm just out here trying <laughs> shampoos. Um, I don't like Olaplex. I'm going to say it right out. Um, and I think it's too expensive. I tried it for like a week and I was like, no, no Olaplex. But there is a cheaper version of Olaplex called Verb um, that my stylist recommended that it does all the same things, but is like 15 or like $15 cheaper, I think. Oh, good. So that's that's a good one. Also, I'm having a hot flash while we're on because of the laughter. <laughs> really it makes that triggers it sometimes who knows could be anything <laughs> could be anything oh my god um listener questions let's do a few okay this is more a northeast than west coast question but winter best advice for winter skin winter hair winter mood i'm a canadian living in rural pennsylvania so you'd think i'd have this down but hmm. yes winter winter well Winter skin. I've started
2: doing a new thing. Tell me, Vintner's daughter sent me some of their like face serum. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, before I go out and walk the dog, mm-hmm. I put the serum on my face because the winter the winter air is so drying. Yeah, and then by the time I shower later, it's all been absorbed, and I can put on my regular moisturizers and things. Um. Winter hair is not a problem for me, really. I mean, hat hair is sometimes a problem, but I actually like my hair better in the winter because it's less humid, so it's less frizzy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Mood-wise, one thing I've been trying to do is on every day that the sun is out, and even on days that it's not, like get
3: outside in the middle of the day. I think that's really, really important. Just like fresh air. If there is any sun, like take the, take in the sun as much as possible. I think I just saw something on like midlife and m- women in, in midlife and vitamin D and, and the sun. Like, it's just like, yeah. get out as much as possible. I think that's absolutely correct.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and like, try to see people, Yeah, try to see people it's harder and it's so much easier just to stay
3: in every night, but It's really important to see people. I think so too. So these are, these are mine, even though I'm not a, a a East coast person, I think first aid beauty is an excellent moisturizer. It comes in a big tub. It's a, it's not that pricey, but it's a good, very, very emollient, thick moisturizer. Um, K 18 is a good leave-in conditioner leave-in, uh, it's actually a conditioning mask that somebody just told me about, I think for hair. You had an excellent substack on recently, substack column on winter clothes this week, actually, on like, or your winter es- essentials, I thought was really mm-hmm. good. And also you have several really good posts on puffers. But I would say what has gotten me through like a month in Iceland or like, you know, whatever stupid, horrible thing I've been in, like the polar vortex I was in Christmas a couple of years ago is vintage fur hats. I really mm-hmm. like having a fur hat, and if my head, if my head and neck are warm, and then also like a fleece neck warmer, they're super cheap. You can get them in like a cute color. You can even wear a scarf over them. But like if your head and neck are warm, obviously, I mean this is like every grandma's ever has told you this, but that'll really help you. And there's so many cute fur, and I know fur, but vintage fur hats. There are really cute fur hats, and they keep your head super warm.
2: Yeah, there's also a company called Mulbauer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're German and they make insane faux fur hats, okay. like really good ones. I have one that I bought like five years ago. It's obviously not as warm as a fur hat, but mm-hmm. the fluffy keeps it kind of yeah. warm.
3: Yeah, no. Get yourself a really good hat and not just wool. Get yourself like a good, good hat. I really feel like I had a friend who lived in Russia for a while and like that was her whole thing. Like you have to, um, you have to have, a... that's why Rush... That's why Russians have fur hats. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> oh we're just learning everything it's so (laughs) it's it's amazing i know all right okay
2: thoughts on the social media trend of people younger than 40 years old claiming to be quote too old for various things like going to see live music and staying up past 10 p.m seems like they're saying old more than over 50 gen xers who so
3: reluctantly use that term yeah i think who cares they're just afraid. They're just afraid of getting old. Everyone's afraid of getting old. I I feel like let them, I always, I, whenever I see a young person being obnoxious about being old, I'm just like, oh, it's coming for you too. You don't know yet. I know. (laughs) And people say that to us, you know, people have said that to both of us, you know, people
2: who are older than me and you, that we sound kind of adorable that way. And it's all coming for us too. But all you can know is what you know. That's that's right. And 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 if you turn 40
3: and all of a sudden you're like, "You know what? I don't feel like standing up at a live show for 3 hours." You know, yes, exactly. Like it's fine, who cares? But the one thing I have been enjoying very much is more the trend that I've seen more is like when, like, especially these millennial writers, when they when they turn forty and they're like, they they've had their first hint of getting old, like their first experience with like a wrinkle and Botox, and now they're suddenly the expert on aging. Yes, you know, and it's again, yes. it, it's like so annoying, but it's like kind of charming and funny if you actually look at it that way. Like it's like, oh, so much worse is coming to you that you have no idea, but you keep pretending you're the expert <laughs> yeah, on aging. Go ahead. I mean. And I've said this like three years ago when I first started being, like, I had no idea what was even coming for me in these three years, which I think your late forties are a very intense transitional time. So, you know, let, let them, let them have their, uh, their, 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 ignorant fun. Yeah. Oh, you know what I want to mention since we're answering
2: questions? Yes. I am, I am starting an advice column on, um, girls of a certain age, my sub stack. Amazing. I need people to write in with some good questions.
3: Yes, write to Kim with some good questions. She gives excellent advice. Thank you. Thank you for that. It could be a disaster, but I think it will be fun. No, because even if the advice is not good, you'll cop to it. That's the thing. You won't be like, and so you won't like put your chin on your hand and be like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you know when you started this podcast that it would be this successful? (laughs) 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 <laughs> we're
2: laughing because we don't think anybody listens we, to it
3: we we seriously i am always shocked i am always shocked although did I, <laughs> I, did I tell you we have listeners from around the globe i looked at our like listenership the other day and i was like serbia hello amazing so hello, everybody around the world. I, someday I'll just read out the countries and we'll all have a thrill, but, um, and not an insignificant amount in those, co- like, not like huge, but like a hundred, a hundred people in some countries. I'm like, what, what is happening? Hi. So anyway, I know how did they find it? It's did, so crazy. Exactly. How did they find us? Hi, we're so glad you're here. We can't believe it. But yeah, anyway, that's, <laughs> that's our response to that. No. And we still don't think it's that successful, but we're so, no. we're happy you're here. Yes. Very. Um, all right. You go. Okay. Going gray. I want to stop dyeing
2: my hair. I keep considering it, but I don't want to look old, but I am kind of old. Have you either of you considered or tried it? Now I was at the hairdresser yesterday and we were talking about gray because we were doing my roots. And as far as I can tell, it looks like it's all gray. Now my hairdresser says it's, you know, there's still some Brown in there. But she was really frank you know she was like some people have the skin tone for gray some people don't look as good some people get the good gray hair some people get really coarse and disobedient gray hair like if there are so many factors and i think that if you know i i love that all these women have gone gray i think they look fantastic but i do think that it it's like those of us who are choosing to still not be gray, yeah. Shouldn't be somehow thought lesser than.
3: There's no right way. Decision. There's no right way to age. There's no right way to do age right. in any way. And you, that might like. I've been dyeing my hair. I have, as I've said before, I have actually no idea what my natural hair color is. I've been dyeing my hair since I was 15 years old. I love dyeing my hair. I like the color of my hair. I thought fi- I landed on it finally after a lot of trial and error of the right, the right blonde for me, and I like it. Right, and everybody gets to do whatever the hell they want. So don't feel ashamed. Yep. Don't feel ashamed. If you like dyeing your hair, if you are sick of it and is no longer serving you, and it just feels like an obligation, then the way to do it is there, you know, you have to go to a stylist and there's a way to transition out where they start putting yep. like low lights and highlights in. And it's just sort of, there's a whole process of it, or you can just cut off all your hair, but here's the thing. Either way, you're good. We don't have to be like, great. Yep. Gray's the only way. If it, if that's what makes you feel empowered and awesome in, in your aging, then hooray for you. But if it doesn't don't feel bad. Yep. I agree, and I think there's like suddenly there's all this like there's a there's some pressure like that it's inauthentic to to die your like everything's inauthentic like you know who cares I mean shit. if we're gonna start with that you know it's a slippery slope exactly exactly you know why don't why don't we just walk around we'll naked make it. Spanx, exactly Spanks are inauthentic exactly exactly you know um that the, that the guy from the Bears uh, high heels are inauthentic like who cares yeah <laughs> who cares yeah um how when do you make time to read Um, during the day, usually after I've gotten my work done for the
2: day, but before it's evening and on weekends.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I read before bed and on weekends before anybody's up on the weekends. Yeah. Those are my two times, but you know, it doesn't always work out because the phone is so tempting and addictive. I read things on my phone, which helps. See, I'll never read. I'll never read a novel on my phone. It'll never happen. Like I just know myself, I'll just move over to Instagram immediately, just within seconds. Really? I find it a very appealing venue for reading. I find it the least appealing, but I do like my Kindle. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just a different, um, it's just, it's just a difference. It's just a preference difference. But I, during, before anybody's awake and before bed work for me on the weekends. And then sometimes like when I was really trying to finish this novel last week, I was just like, no one interrupt me. I'm going to start cooking dinner at five, but I want an hour to read. And that felt really good. That felt like yeah. so soothing and nice. And just like, you know, just don't anybody talk to me. Good boundary. Yeah, I know. Like one, for once in my life. Um, <laughs> okay. This is an easy question. Just one last question. I think um, practical question. How do we pitch stories um, or to become a guest? Um we have an email address. Everything is fine, podcast at gmail.com. That's where we take pitches for guests if, or pitches for ideas for shows, which we are
2: very open to. So, yep, yep. And I would say just before you pitch, be familiar with us. <laughs> Be
3: familiar with the fact that we're a podcast for women over 40, that we only have female guests or, you know, or, or non-binary guests that we don't, that we don't have uh, cis white male guests, um, which we get pitched all the time, all the time, never ending pitch. It is just like the, the literal balls on these people. I can't believe it. I'm like, we would never have him on. (laughs) No, no. In a thousand
2: years. I mean, I sometimes get the most absurd pitches and, 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 I can't,
3: I'm speechless. It's like, do you, have you looked at this? I know, I know, same, same, same. Have you listened? Well, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for (laughs) listening to Everything is Fine. Those who do listen and listen closely, we're your hosts, I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it across the platforms. It really helps people find the show. It makes a difference. If you haven't subscribed to the show, please subscribe. If you want to support the production of the show, we're at patreon.com slash Fine. We have special bonus features there. We blog there sometimes. It's $3 a month. It helps us keep the show going. If you want to follow Kim, Kim's at kimfrance.substack.com. If you want to follow me just look in the show notes. You can pre-order my book, Ambition Monster, which comes out in June. The show is mixed and edited by the wonderful, fantastic Natalie Rivera. I hope you're having a great vacation and we'll be back next week.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,